The following program is not brought to you by the Need to Know News. When you need to know news and you need to know it now, it's the Need to Know News, where news you need to know is there for you if you need it. The Need to Know News dot com. That's the Need to Know News dot com. Hello, this is Robert Duncan McNeil of NBC's Chuck and Star Trek Voyager and, of course, Masters of the Universe. And I am in the zone with Tim McCoy. Or something to that nature. (laughs) (laughs) You want me to add that? (laughs) Yeah, I'll just add that. There you go. And now, the moment you've been waiting for. What? What is this bullcrap? The following recording, commonly known as a podcast, contains language that has been designated by someone, somewhere along the line, profanity. It's just not safe, people. However, it is a great deal tamer than our usual. This podcast will contain explicit language in five, four, profanity. three, However, two, it is a great deal tamer than our usual shit. We have In radio, sound is a rather important ingredient. I'm on your frequency dial, and they can be tuned in. We're doing it for Betty, Mary Jo, Linda, Julie, the gang down at Ray's Auto Upholstery, and, well, the list is too long. Wally, do you know any station that plays Indian music? Captain said he'd caution all of our people not to use radio transmitters. The right radio frequency could take out this entire block. Have you a radio program coming in right now? I think it's the best show on the air ever that there has been. I could listen to you all night. Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. The features so many of our listeners wait for it to get. It's the sound of Dear Christmas and Elf friends, hello podcats, it is Xmas 2011. Ah, uh, yeah. Ain't nothing like a little manamana with your balls swinging on it. Yeah. It's Christmas time, kids. I am Tim McCoy. This is The Zone with Tim McCoy. Sitting next to me is my wonderful wife, Joan. Say hi, Joan. Hi, Joan. And welcome. Wow. See, now when I need you to speak up, it does work. (laughs) Yay. Fascinating. Episode 609. Wow. Xmas 2011, children. Podcasts everywhere. We got a fantastic show for you tonight. Yes, with all the nerddom running around lately, and it seems like the end of Chuck going bye-bye, in our podcast today, we will be talking live to none other than Robert Duncan McNeil. Who is that, you may ask, Joan? Uh, uh, I know who that is. It's Tom Paris from Voyager. Yes. It's the executive producer 
uh, and director of the NBC show Chuck. Yes. Robert Duncan McNeil. That's right. From Star Trek and Chuck, we have the executive producer and director, Robert Duncan McNeil. And it's going to be roughly about a half an hour interview. It's awesome. It's my Christmas treat for you people out there that really are digging this Christmas season and that have dug Chuck and have dug Trek all this time. And just a reminder that our show is not sponsored by theneedtoknownews.com. And we'll you be don't saying need that to know you. that. Yeah, and I just thought you needed to know that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It's all Christmas songs. That's right. Tonight's uh, episode, tonight, tomorrow, whenever you're listening to this, could be a week from now, could be a day from now, could be last month, could be next year, could be 50 years from now. It's all Christmas music, and I think you're going to dig it really, really well. You want to get started? I do. Uh, let's get started with something really, really fantastic. Ah, oh, yeah. The Lonely Island. Hey, girl. Dick I in got the something box. real important to give you. So just sit down and listen. Girl, you know we've been together such a long, long time. Such a long time. And now I'm ready to lay it on the line. Wow. You know it's Christmas and my heart is open wide. Open wide. Gonna give you something so you know what's on my mind. What's on my mind. A gift real special. So take off the top. Take a look inside. It's my dick in a box. It's in a box. Not gonna get you a diamond ring. That sort of gift don't mean anything. Gonna get you a fancy car Girl, you gotta know you're my shining star Not gonna get you a house in the hills A girl like you needs something real Wanna get you something from the heart Something special, girl It's my dick in a box My dick in a box, babe It's my dick in a box My dick in a box, girl See, I'm wise enough to know when a gift needs giving, and I got just the one. Something to show you that you are second to none. For all the fellas out there with ladies to impress, it's easy to do. Just follow these steps. One. Cut a hole in a box. Two. Put your junk in that box. Three. Make her open the box. And that's the way you do it. It's my dick in a box. My dick in a box, babe. It's my dick in a box. My dick in a box, girl. Christmas. Dick in a box. Hanukkah. Dick in a box. Kwanzaa. A dick in a box. Every single holiday, a dick in a box. Over at your parents' house, a dick in a box. Midday at the grocery store, a dick in a box. Backstage at the Dick in a Box, the Lonely Island from the album Incredibad. That is Justin Timberlake and Andy Sandberg there from SNL doing 
Dick in a Box. Hope you're enjoying your Christmas here. We are. Um, wherever you are in the world, Quis, uh, uh, Christmas, Tanika, uh, all those uh, uh, holy days. Is that uh, Christmas and Kanza? <laughs> no. Uh, the, the real word is, um, uh, what was that word I invented? Oh, Soul Ram Chris Tanaquantet? <laughs> That's it. Soul Ram Chris Tanaquantet. There you go. That's the holiday we're all celebrating. No matter if it's yours, ours, theirs, or somebody else's. It's the time we get together and share love. Give the gift of love this season. Oh, no. Mailbag days, mailbag days. Hey, everybody, it's mailbag days. It's mailbag day, and we got a letter from Santa himself. Indeed. Yeah, it's from Santa Claus. It says, Dear The Zone with Tim McCoy and his wife Joan, say hello, Joan. Hello, Joan. And it says, Hey, I noticed that every year when you do your Christmas show, The Zone with Tim McCoy and his lovely wife Joan, say hello, Joan. Hello, Joan. That you don't play any songs that are anything else other than Christmas songs every year. Could you please play something different? Well, Santa, here's my gift to you. Here's a little choke in your chicken at Christmas time in the zone. My dick is hard, its head is glistening A beautiful sight, I squeeze it real tight I love to choke my chicken with my hand My balls are blue, my cock is smoking I grab my rod and start a stroking It's a sight to behold when I'm shooting my load I love to choke my chicken with my hand People like to say that I'm a loner It's been said that I am very sick Cause all I do is sit and stroke my boner But I wouldn't if my tongue could reach my dick With each yank I perspire I shoot my load ever higher I won't even mind if I end up blind I love to choke my chicken with my hand My mother ripped up all my dirty pictures Dad paid prostitutes for me to date my sister said she'd lick mine if I licked hers. Hey, get off my back and let me masturbate. I use both hands if I want to. My balls and I will never be blue. If I had my way, I'd keep coming all day. I love to choke my chicken with my hands. With my dick in my fist, I'm always flicking my wrist. I love to choke my chicken with my hand. 
It's a beautiful sight Every Christmas is white I love to choke my chicken With my hand Hello, this is Robert Duncan McNeil of NBC's Chuck and Star Trek Voyager and, of course, Masters of the Universe. And I am in the zone with Tim McCoy. Or something to that nature. (laughs) (laughs) You want me to add that? (laughs) Yeah, I'll just add that. There you go. Sin and- 
Pasadena, though. Our family tree is leaning to the right, and we'll all be playing poker Christmas night. Ladies and gentlemen, one of the three wise men on harmonica. On Blitzen, though. This is the zone. John Stewart! Oh my god! Oh my god! John Stewart! I'm in the zone. The zone. Someone hid my 
I think the keys are over here by the couch. What a lovely couch this is, too. Is that Naga Hide? Doesn't matter. Hey, watch out! There comes Santa Claus! Oh my god! Yeah, 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 I'm kidding. Hello, I'm Weird Al Yankovic in the zone. Thanks, Al. My pleasure. Down in the workshop, all the elves were making toys For the good Gentile girls and the good Gentile boys When the boss busted in Scared him half to death Had a rifle in his hands And cheap whiskey on his breath From his beard to his boots He was covered with ammo Like a big fat drunk Disgruntled Yuletide Rambo And he smiled as he said With a twinkle in his eye Merry Christmas to all Now you're all gonna die The night Santa went crazy The night Saint The workshop is gone now He decided to bomb it Everywhere you'll find pieces Of Cupid and Comet And he tied up his helpers And he held the elves hostage And he ground up poor Rudolph Into reindeer sausage He got Dancer and Prancer With an old German Luger And a slash cup dasher Just like Freddy Krueger And he picked up a flamethrower And a barbecue blitzer And he took a big bite and said it Yeah. 
and Vic Tahai uh, of the television program Chuck and the film American Reunion. And you are indeed in the zone with Tim McCoy. Oh, yo. Santa Claus! Ho, 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 ho! the holy hell out of me kids <laughs> yes bob rivers i am sandy claus <laughs> and what did we hear for that joan before that was uh weird al yankovic the night santa went crazy 
Yay, went nuts. <laughs> and before that, Chris Flint uh, was celebrating the fact that I'll be stoned for Christmas. Yeah. And Andy Couch with White Trash Christmas. Joseph Spence with Santa Claus is Coming to Town. The uh. only understandable words. And then Bobby Rivers started it all out with, I love to choke my chicken with my hand. Ah, uh, yes. And we like to thank all you people out there that... Uh, that Twitter us here. <clears throat> you can follow us on, uh, you can do the tweets, and we can do the tweets and emails. We could do that. We could do tweet mails, you know? And uh, so, you know, if you want to tweet us, uh, you know, any time of the given day, I don't really freaking care. I, I'm always checking this thing, man. That's Twice true. and finding out who's naughty and nice. That's definitely <laughs> what I'm doing there. But, uh, you know, because of, uh, you know, I'd like to thank Robert Duncan McNeil. He did the, uh, he's, uh, he's going to be coming up here in the interview we're going to mm-hmm. be doing. I'd like to thank him for getting me involved in Chuck, you know, for all yeah. these years. I thanked him. You'll hear this. This is really cool. This was the coolest conversation I've ever had with a celebrity <laughs> in my life, man. And I was directly involved in the years of Chuck yeah. by in season four, looking in behind and seeing Zone everywhere. I thought that was cool. <laughs> that but was yeah, so cool. Everyone that follows us uh, on the Twitter, and you can too, it's at Tim McCoy. It's really cool. Just go to Twitter, and it's the at sign. You know how to make the at sign? It's that middle finger thing? No. No, no. That's a different thing. That's a, an apostrophe. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, at sign Tim McCoy. T I M M. M C C O Y T I M three M's two C's O Y Tim McCoy and you can tweet and follow us and all this other kind of neat stuff and uh, and see the kind of people we hang out with yeah all the celebrities that we have discussions with and you can follow <laughs> us too like they do what the hell I think it's kind of nice that y'all are thinking that like you're part of my family and I and I believe you are yes. Hey, we're going to take a break, and uh, and we're going to come back with some more Christmas stuff. But in the meantime, I would like to introduce to you the uh, the first annual Zone Choir. embodies the holiday spirit better than Gordon Lightfoot. Uh, really? You bet. And now, Gordon Lightfoot takes his best-known song, The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, and gift-wraps it around your favorite carols to create his new holiday album, Gordon Lightfoot Sings Christmas. You better watch out and you better not cry, you better not pout, I'm telling you. Yes, Gordon Lightfoot is coming to town with a sleigh load of songs like this. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a partridge in a pear tree. It's Gordon Lightfoot Sings Christmas, and you'll want to beat him like a drum when you hear his rendition of The Little Drummer Boy. Who come, they told me, pa-rum-pum-pum-pum, my newborn king to see, pa-rum-pum. Gordon Lightfoot has compiled the holiday music collection you'll wish would sink to the bottom of Lake Superior. Deck the halls with boughs of holly. 
Your friends and family will pray for a silent night when you put on Gordon Lightfoot Sings Christmas. You better watch out and you better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you. You've been working long hours making toys for Christmas. But when the mood strikes, will you be ready? You will with C. Alphys. I told myself there's got to be a way to put the missile back in the mistletoe. There is. Did you know more than half of Santa's little helpers suffer from EED, elf erectile dysfunction? And with C. Alphys, the big day doesn't have to come just once a year. Now I can get back to making sure that stocking is stuffed, if you know what I mean. Side effects include a high-pitched voice, stunted growth, blurred vision, and oily discharge. Call your doctor if you experience North Polypism, a condition where you're pointier than your shoes for more than four hours. Santa's sleigh gets up on Christmas Eve. Why shouldn't you? You can with Seal The new year is coming. It's a time for reflection, a time for hope, a time for... Panic! That's right. All the merchandise we marked up 300% before Christmas is now marked down 200%. That means you'll save bundles of cash and we'll still make bundles of profit. We're freaking out during the after Christmas panic sale. That means you can buy all those clothes you don't need and really don't want at prices you just can't pass up. If you didn't think things were crowded enough in the middle of December, now it's twice as crowded. Because prices are twice as low. Because retailers are twice as anxious during the after Christmas panic sale. When you see winter coats marked down to $6.99, fax machines slashed to $19.95, and diamond earrings at the low, low price of just $12.50, you'll ask, So, how much were they marking this stuff up last week anyway? It's the after Christmas This station presents Real American Heroes. Real American Heroes. Today, we salute you, Mr. Holiday Spirit Hypocrite. Mr. Holiday Spirit Hypocrite. We hear your endless complaints about how no one remembers the true meaning of Christmas and that it's gotten too commercial. But you get Yuletide amnesia once you hit them all. You took a swing at the lady who got the last Elmo. A traditional Christmas in jail, yeah. So when some modern-day George Bailey stops pontificating long enough to beat you to the last Xbox, don't get mad. Ring a bell and give angel wings to Mr. Holiday Spirit Hypocrite, a real American hero. Mr. Holiday Spirit Hypocrite. Hark the Herald Angels. You have now... Enter the zone. And now, back to Tim McCoy in the zone. You know, if you added up all the stuff that you get for Christmas in the 12 days of Christmas, you know what you get? A really dirty house. Fifteen trillion in debt. Yes. <laughs> oh man. Yes. Welcome to the wonderful, wonderful world of Christmas, 2011. You enjoying it? Yes. Oh yeah. Got to bring the sleigh bells in. Got to get those digital go. elves working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Christmas time. We're having a good time. We've been having such 
a great life lately, oh, children. Yes. You know, uh, the 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 wife Joan and I say hi, Joan. Hi, Joan. We've been having so much fun. Uh, businesses is thriving. Um, we are talking to more and more celebrities all the time. Yet to come, interviews yet to come for you to hear here in the zone. Uh, we got uh, Kevin um, Davidian. Yes. Uh, from uh, um, Borat. And he was in an episode of Chuck, and he's uh, uh, going to. Be, he's in a movie uh, called The Artist, which is a, a, a silent film, kids, black and white, and beautiful. Oh my God, it's one of the most beautiful films I've ever seen in my life. And I'm glad that Ken Davidian stopped in and talked to us about that film and Chuck and Borat and all that other neat stuff. And we got to be real good friends. And he said the next time he's in Minnesota in the wintertime, he'll be naked. <laughs> I thought that was really, really cool. You know, and um, then we got a uh, uh, Barbara Redjidikova. Oh, I'm going to fuck her name up. I'm sorry, Barbara. Her, her name is is a Slovak. It's Slovak. Name. It, it's it's on the it's on the website there. <laughs> yeah, and it, any of you who know uh, the uh, language of the Slovaks, please let us know how to pronounce her last name. Yes, but anyway, yeah, she was in. Uh, uh, what was the movie she was in? Hostel. Hostel. That's right. She was naked in Hostel, and I interviewed her. Not naked, but I interviewed her, <laughs> or, uh, or coming up in an interview with her. Uh, that's in January, and then uh, or for yeah. February. Oh, geez. And then we got a local movie producer here. Oh God, we yeah. got so much thing coming up. But the one thing that I really enjoyed more than anything is. Um, my my surrounding myself with uh, Robert Duncan McNeil, it was really weird how it happened on the internet. I told him I seen the future, and I told him what I saw in the future. And in a way, he says, you're kind of on the mark. <laughs> and then uh, we had another discussion which brought it closer to home, and we almost ruined something. But nonetheless, um, just before, uh, we're going to hook up here um, our equipment. Wait, let me get... I need to get the bong. <laughs> oh. <coughs> Good gracious. I got to get primed up for this one. Yes, okay. Um, we're going to uh, listen to just a little bit of a brand new uh, cereal made way back in the 90s. <laughs> way back in the 90s. Uh, um, let's listen to a little bit of Captain Proton, kids. Adventures of Captain Proton, Chapter 18, The Ride of Chaotica. The evil Dr. Chaotica kidnaps Constance Goodhart and plans to sacrifice her to Arachnia, Queen of the Spider People. <laughs> Captain Proton travels millions of miles to Planet X, where he will invade the Fortress of Doom. Hello, PPL Micro Studios, Tim McCoy speaking. Hi, Tim McCoy. It's Robert Duncan McNeil. Wow, and it sounds just like him, too. <laughs> I'm throwing my voice through the miracle of the internet. Man, I love how you do that. That's all electronic and everything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> how you doing, sir? I'm very good. I just I stepped away from the stage over here by the commissary to give you a call and check in. So I'm um, all is good. Okay, well, I'll try not to waste your time here. Uh, we got the recording going already, and I'll just start with my intro. 
Hello, I am Tim McCoy, and this is my wonderful wife, Joan. Say hi, Joan. Hi, Joan. And with us in the PPL Micro Studios via Skype is an awesome actor, a more awesome director, and the most more <laughs> awesome executive producer of NBC's Chuck, Robert Duncan McNeil. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. Yes, thank you. <laughs> well, that was a that was an exciting intro. I'm I'm waiting to hear the rest of this interview. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope it goes as good as the first 15 seconds. Exactly. I hope it lives up to your intro, because that was awesome. <laughs> good. Pass it around. Tell your friends. Yeah. Hey, congratulations on season five. How is everything going in Chuckville? It's going great. It's going really good. I can't believe we're all sort of still pinching ourselves that this show has survived for five years all of the drama and excitement and close calls that we've seen the last few years and it's just been an amazing ride and and it's really thanks to the fans i've never seen fans like we've got on shock it's they're incredible yeah i have followed uh, tng and voyager in the star trek franchise and then chuck mm-hmm. comes along and i see the same kind of fandom thrown yeah. for this show that i seen on tng and i says well that has to be because of the the producer director well, <laughs> of course it all comes back to me i'm sure yeah. <laughs> like it or not yeah like it or not <laughs> i was just talking with ben Betts, who's our video um the head of all our video here on chuck and he also worked with me on a Voyager and Next Generation. Ben Betts has been around for a long time right. uh, and working with me. But um, we were talking about the similarities and the differences between the Chuck fans and the, and the Star Trek fans. Oh, cool. I mean, definitely, there's definitely a lot of similarities in that they're deeply involved and committed to the show. But there's something about the Chuck fans that they just feel a real personal emotional connection to these characters. And, uh, and I, I think the Star Trek fans had that quality as well, but there was, I think with Star Trek, a real connection to the world that Star Trek created and, mm-hmm. a, and a sense of connection to that idealized future that Star Trek kind of, um, you know, proposed and, and with Chuck, it seems different. It seems like there's, I don't know. There's just a real personal, emotional connection they find with these characters that, that I've just never seen anything quite like. Yeah, it. it's it's uh, uh, what they call in the biz, I guess, um, yeah. A, yeah. A, a chemistry that works well. Yeah. You know, whether it be yeah. the writer of the show or the producer or the actor, it's a uh, it's a symbiosis. Uh, you know, yeah. it becomes yeah, one it really part is. of a, a whole. Uh, and that's what I call gestalt energy. <laughs> yeah, I like all those big words you're using. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I yeah. went to college, man. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> it's paying off. It's paying off, I tell you. Yeah, in my opinion, Chuck is the best show on TV. I mean, to me, well, it's it's time that the spy you. story was brought back because I've missed it. I think the last spy thing we ever had was The Greatest American Hero. And that was the last good spy thing, but I'm glad to see it back. Well, it was really interesting when we started this show. Like, I think you, you had mentioned to me before, there weren't any other spy shows. We first started, and we felt like we were doing a one-of-a-kind sort of show. Um, and not only because of the spy concept of it all, which there wasn't anything else on TV like that, but right. also the the hybrid sort of format of the show, which was the spy story with a love story with this kind of absurdist comedy uh, uh, side to the show as well. And it was just, 
it was a mixture that, that I just couldn't wait to get involved in and, and be a part of. Um, it was all things that I, you know, genres I really loved and, and, and the kind of stories that I always love to watch myself. So, cool. so it's, it's been, it's been great. Okay. So Morgan has the intersect now. <laughs> yes, he does. Okay. And it needs to be taken out. And I'm mm-hmm. seeing, and I'm seeing in this season that we're starting to learn that there's really no need for the intersect, and that Chuck and Carmichael Industries can function without it. Your comment? Well, that's what they're trying to do. That's you know, I mean, what's been great about this series is every every season, Chris Fedak and our crack writing staff, and and we have had some of the best writers I think in television. They've done an amazing job obviously, of, of connecting these stories to the fans and the audience. But, but they've come up every season with kind of a reset and, and, a, and a relaunch of, of different kinds of themes and a different approach to Chuck's experience. And he's always evolving and he's always growing. And I think this year, too, to kind of explore the premise that Chuck's grown up enough, maybe he doesn't need the intersect. Maybe he doesn't need those, the things that allowed him to sort of, you know, discover that heroic side of himself. Maybe he can be that person without it and that's a it's an interesting theme to explore this year what's life going to be beyond just being a, a spy and a and the intersect what's what does chuck really want what does he value in life and and what is he what is he uh, capable of and so that's what they're exploring this year and, and and then with the intersect in morgan's head and 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 seeing some very specific kind of um flaws in the intersect and very mm-hmm. specific kinds of, uh, you know, um, consequences of, of this intersect. Morgan, did you dye your hair? No. I frosted my tips. I think it makes my eyes pop. Are you wearing lifts? Oh, boy. They're orthotics, okay? They're for my posture. And it's cool because Cruz wears them. What is, what is going on with you? You smell like the Glendale Galleria. It's Ed Hardy. I'll send you a bottle. What is this? My three-week notice. What? You backdated it three weeks. Oh, yeah? Well, I've been busy, Chuck. Working for Verbansky Corp? Ah, you heard. Monster deal. I was going to tell you when the ink was dry. No, 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 no. I get it. I get it. You're busy. I knew it. I knew you were going to do this, man. Do what? You know, just take this whole thing and make it all personal. Personal? How is this personal? Do you understand? Our business needs you. We need the intersect. Carmichael Industries is just starting to get off the ground right now. That's going to pay off as well throughout the season and just kind of using the intersect to tell different kind of stories. So um, I, I love the idea that Chuck is the one person that the intersect works for, that he's just got something special about him. That is because Papa Bartowski made it that way. Yeah. He, he made yeah. it for his son. And to me, I believe it's more of a learning tool for him how to grow and to be and to deal. That's what I think it was in the yes. intent. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's, and that's the kind of human story, aside from all the, the sci-fi and comedy and spy stories that we tell. That's the human story that I think the audience connects with and everybody. It's universal, you know, that mm-hmm. sort of learning to believe in yourself and learning how to access your true potential. And uh, Exactly. And that's the thing that people are really connecting. Now, I love when the show starts using very obvious, sometimes not to some people, but uh, various <laughs> obvious nerd references, uh, <laughs> like in the Chuck vs. the Frosted Tips, where Morgan is tilting back in the Matrix style. <laughs> I mean, that, that catches yeah, some that, of us, that, and then there's some that, that go back all the way to Tron days. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, 
I mean, that's, that's because our writers are real fans. And Chris Fedak uh, is a real fan of, of the genre, of the spy genre, mm-hmm. of, of just films and television and pop culture. Chris Fedak loves it, and he's like an encyclopedia of it. And um, he sometimes, you know, as we're preparing episodes, he will reference the most obscure, <laughs> short-lived television show, like Nighthawk yes. or something, <laughs> you know, and he'll say, I want this to feel like the, the, the credit sequence from Nighthawk, and we'll go Google it and find some video, <laughs> and we'll, you know, he's just, he's, he's, he's really got this, um, this knowledge of, of so much of pop culture that he loves to infuse into, into Chuck and into the show, and, and I think people notice that, and and our fans are, you know, just like Chris. They all they they uh, they love they love pop culture. They love entertainment. They they uh, love the trivia and the, and the detail of it. And, and they love when we can throw in little references or you know find find moments that that echo famous moments from you know. Um, other movies or TV shows. I think they love to make those connections just like we do. So. Yeah, I think that there is... The reason the fans have glommed onto it like like they have and I have, I mean, I am just obsessed with it. It's just <laughs> there's so much of real life that is put in here. The whole thing with Sarah wanting her own home, you know, in a white picket fence. I mean, everyone wants that dream and then not having the money to do it. Yeah. You know, I mean, everyone's starting to feel for these characters like, wow, I really hope they get their home in the end, you know? It's like they're mm-hmm. really like they're really here living the life we live. You know, you have a home and then boom, they sell it and you're gone. You have to live yep. someplace else. That a lot of people are experiencing that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think our again our writers are great at kind of touching in, uh, you know touching on the zeitgeist of what's happening, of finding ways to kind of relaunch Chuck in, into stories that seem relevant season to season. Right, and um, and it's it's just been a joy. And and the other part of this experience has been, I have to say, um, I've worked on a lot of different shows over the years, and I've never had an experience where our showrunners from Josh Schwartz and Chris Fedak all the way down to the number one on the call sheet, Zach Levi, mm-hmm. have been really lovely human beings, like real mensches, real good people. I mean, deeply good people and, and great people to work for, and they care about the crew, they care about the cast, they care about the fans, and there's a lot of heart coming from the people that work on the show and a lot of generosity. And I think that comes off in the show. Yes, it does. Um, we all feel that. Yeah I, yeah, I think people really, they feel that intangible. And it starts with the people at the top on our show, our, our showrunners, uh, the star of our show, all of the actors top to bottom um, are not, not only talented, but really great people. And I've just, they, they really have become a real family to me in a way that I'll always treasure we had a discussion uh, in a tweeting about I Can See the Future, 
And <laughs> this is re- it's really weird how this happened. I mean, the fans are hearing this for the first time of my show as well. And um, it was really weird. I just asked. I just said, I can see the future and I'm not going to finish the rest of it because we almost between us almost messed up this thing. <laughs> You know, yeah. and, and you said the yeah, past. You said the past comes. In, you said the past comes in all shapes and sizes. Okay, uh-huh. I under I understand what you're talking about <laughs> because it's space and time, man. Now, yeah. is, <laughs> now is the circle going to be unbroken, or is this going to be like a ship in the bottle? You know, I can't give away <laughs> details because there's a lot of story to tell before we get to to what's what's the end of this season. But, right, and but, I don't expect uh, you to tell me. <laughs> What's that? And I didn't expect I didn't expect you to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> but we can yeah, try. I want to wind up being right in this. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll just you know what? Do an addendum to this interview at the end of the season, and and, uh, and we can uh, post game the whole thing. But it's our writers have come up with uh, just like just the same way that they find little nuggets and little Easter eggs for the fans. Yeah. Uh, for for references outside of our show, there's going to be a nice way of kind of bringing things to a to a, a real complete circle by the end of this season. I think it's going to be really satisfying, and and we're just getting ready to start that final episode. We start prepping tomorrow, uh, episode thirteen. So wow, I that's know. the that's yeah. the last one. Oh. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> I know. Oh, I'm that... directing the last episode, and and uh, and I have to tell you, I'm sitting here today. Uh, quite a bit, just kind of, just kind of taking a moment to realize tomorrow is going to be the beginning of that last, what looks like to be the last episode, and uh, wow, and I'm very nostalgic about it. I have to admit. Well, you know, our hearts are with you too. We feel what you're feeling here. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's well, very sweet. Experience that recently, the last couple of weeks. You know, there's something called Chuck Fest, which the yes. fans got together about oh, yeah. three years ago, and uh, and I unfortunately I couldn't make it this year. My son was playing in a playoff football game, and I oh. had to I had to be at my son's game, so I missed the Chuck Fest. But I got to meet a lot of the fans that came by tours at the studio um, the Friday before, and. Some of the fans had, had put together a, a video that is incredible, kind of a, a thank you from fans all over the world to to the actors and, and people involved in the show. And we actually screened that on Friday night for the whole crew at a dinner we had here at lunch in our our lunch break. And uh, and people were really emotional. Our crew just were oh, so yeah. touched, and the cast was so touched by the the fans' um, expression of of love and thanks to to what we've all been able to share the last few years so it's it's um, it's a beautiful thing man yeah yeah it really has been so is the show going to go into syndication now uh yeah it will you know it used to be you had to have exactly 100 episodes or more to get to syndication things have changed over over the last few years right we'll end up i think with 91 or 92 episodes and and uh yeah the show will definitely go into Beauty. some sort of syndication sale so chuck is not Going away. By Ooh. Any means. Ooh, I can quote you on that. Ooh, um. <laughs> it will live forever. Yes. Hey, this is three days after uh, the last showing of uh, Chuck versus the Frosted Tips, and you pulled in a real big rating. Now, are you going to give yeah. any credit to NBC making the decision moving it to Fridays, or just keeping it within the writers and the producers? 
<laughs> NBC was the one that uh, that wanted to make the move, and you know, I I, I have to say it's, it was a blessing and a curse for four years to be on Monday nights. You know, oh. Monday's a big a big TV night for for everybody, but right. it's also an incredibly competitive night. So mm-hmm. we um, we were up against some some real juggernaut shows and Dancing with the Stars seemed to just constantly pull in huge numbers and lots of eyeballs. So, um, so you know, it was, it was, Mondays was a tough night. Friday has, has been uh, a much easier night for us. But, oh, yeah. But the downside is it's it's a smaller overall audience. Well, it gives, um, something for, it gives the fans something to talk about over the weekend before they have to come back to exactly. work. Exactly. You know, exactly. and then yeah, and I uh, noticed too that uh, DVRs uh, registered a lot higher rating for Chuck too than we originally thought. So yeah. that, you know, you guys did really well on Friday night. There was key art that was released a while back mm-hmm. of uh, the Buy More, and it shows Sarah and Chuck walking away hand in hand as the as the Buy More is exploding. <laughs> okay, what the hell is that? Come on! <laughs> I don't know who picked that. I don't know who picked that key art. I think the idea there was just simply that Chuck and Sarah are finally together and uh, they're trying to move on from, you know, we've blown up the Bogmore at least once. That I know of. <laughs> um, so I think they were sort of taking this idea of, you know, can Chuck and Sarah kind of move on past the Bogmore life and the spy life? And, and that's a big part of this season, obviously, with the, with the house with the, with the white picket fence and talking about having babies and, mm-hmm. and you know. All those sorts of, you know, next phase in life conversations they're having. So that was what the key art was really exactly. about. You know, someone tweeted me today, and uh, they tweet you and Zach and Gomez, too, about this, I think. But uh, someone mm-hmm. said today, oh, uh, you know, we want the Jeffster album. And I said, you know, if you listen to the last <laughs> interview I did with Vic, he said he goes to jail. <laughs> <laughs> he goes to jail? He goes to jail. That's what Vic said. He goes, I go to jail. Oh, he's just being provocative. <laughs> I go to jail. I like what you did to, to uh, Jeff, too. You know, sweetened him up. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, it's been interesting. You know, the writers, I think, you know, again, they're always looking to shake things up and looking for not just small changes, but they're not afraid of, of really big changes. And the idea that, that Jeff, you know, Jeff all along has just been... <laughs> Having uh, you know brain damage from sleeping in his van, and that if we could just get him away from the carbon monoxide, that he'd he'd be the real Jeff that's all underneath there. So it was just that simple. Yeah, it's part of the theme of you know everyone discovering their true potential. And here, give me five bucks. Why do you need five dollars? Because Fernando says that if you give him twenty, he's going to let me taser his nads. Is that a good idea? What do you care if something's a good idea or not? Can I have the money, please? It just sounds really dangerous. Yeah, I know. What if we kill him? That's totally worth 20 bucks. I will not be party to the reckless endangerment of a co-worker. And, if I might add, a friend. What is going on with you, dude? Are you high? Would you take? Far from it, Lester. In fact, I'm seeing things clearly for the first time in a long time. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to go put my quinoa salad in the fridge. Yeah, it's everyone's equal on this footing because everyone gives credit for you know for each other for it to be what it is. Yeah. Hey, finish yeah. the finish the statement. I need I need to hear this. Spaceman first okay. class, protector of Earth, lover of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely correct. He gets the fifty dollar okay. check. There you go. Okay. I love Captain okay. Proton. I heard you burned your ass on that suit. Yes, I did. I. 
they put me up. There was a, a, a moment in that holodeck uh, <laughs> program that we were playing in where I was uh, flying through space with a jet pack and talking to Harry Kim on my uh, my secret watch. That was um, beautiful. So they put me up in front of a green screen tied to this uh, this 30-foot seesaw, teeter-totter. And they'd strap me down, and they said, we're going to have real sparklers coming out of the jetpack, but don't worry, your clothes are flame-proof, you know, fireproof. <laughs> and, and it's just like a sparkler you play with when you're a kid. Don't right, worry. Don't yeah. worry. And they <laughs> strapped me in, and I went through the dialogue, and they said, okay, we're still rolling. Let's go one more time. The sparklers, you can't turn them on and off. They no. Once you light them, they go. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I started the second pass of the dialogue up there, and all of a sudden it, it went from <laughs> – it went from, boy, my butt feels warm to, oh, my God, my pants are on fire. <laughs> In about a two or three seconds, it happened very quickly. And, yeah, my pants were on fire. What every executive and, uh, loves to hear an insured actor say. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, it, was, it was humiliating. I had to come down with holes in, my, in the bottom of my pants and oh, the geez. nurse supplied gels to my to my your, blistered ass cheeks and it was just humiliating <laughs> all around oh my god <laughs> yeah wow hey yeah. um i i enjoy sensitivity in male characters how <laughs> um <laughs> especially strong male characters how do you feel about men crying well Having cried myself when my ass was on fire, uh, you know, as a director and a producer, I always, I hesitate to encourage actors to cry too much. I feel like often a scene can be most powerful when someone has the, the impulse to cry, but is not quite letting it all out. I think sometimes when, as a viewer, when I'm watching uh, Chuck. a TV show or a movie or Chuck, um, I, I, I sometimes, if, unless the circumstances are really extreme, um, that I can get uncomfortable as a viewer sometimes watching those characters sobbing and crying. And so I tend to be very, um, very conservative in, in encouraging actors to cry, uh, male or female, honestly. Cool. Um, I think it's, it's often really powerful to see those emotional moments and, and the characters just on the edge of, of losing control with that. I find to be kind of more effective often than, than letting a, a character kind of burst through and, and let go. But um, Yeah, Yvonne is really but, good at that. Oh, she's incredible. Wow. She's really, I have, I have really been impressed with her natural talent that she came to the show with, but then her, her commitment to really um, doing the homework and, and really growing as an actress on the show. I mean... She's gotten to levels of comedy and drama that I think are really no one expected this character to get to, and she's she's done that. So after Chuck, what are you going to be doing after Chuck? Any ideas? Right now, I'm I'm supposed to be directing a show, um, not producing, just directing for a show called Smash for NBC, which is about oh. Broadway musicals. Yes, I saw the promo. And, yeah, yeah. yeah so I'm like, supposed yeah. to go there after the holidays, and and. Uh, Steven Spielberg's producing, and he's very involved in that. So there's a lot of lot of high-profile people around it, and that's going to be exciting. And I come from a theater background and did a lot of musicals um, as a teenager and a young actor. So yeah, you were in the Fantastics, man. I did the Fantastics. Yeah. The National tour was my first job. That was awesome. I did the uh, I did the first Broadway tour of Into the Woods um, around the country, and um, 
I did a lot, yeah, I did a lot of musical theater and, and really enjoyed it. So I'm excited to, to work on a, a TV show that explores that, that world and, and go back to New cool. York and shoot a little. So there, that's the first thing on the list. Yeah. I've got some other development. I've got a show at Nickelodeon that I sold with a writer that's, uh, Cool. That's the script stage right now, and a, and a show at Lifetime. That's, wow. That's um, kind of a procedural, but a fun, kind of geek-driven, hacker-driven procedural that'll, that'll be a lot of fun <laughs> if we can get that going. So, well, you're, just, you're just moving right along there, aren't you? Yeah, I'm trying to stay busy, and, and I got my family and my kids, and that, that, that's a full-time job as well. Well, that's so. the world, man, right there. That's the exactly. world. Hey, I want to yeah. thank you for uh, giving me two decades of the best television I've ever witnessed in my life, man. Ah, uh, well, you're, that's, that's very, very generous and sweet, and I appreciate it. And thank, thank you, you for so the much. gift of Chuck, and have a most excellent future. And uh, <laughs> Thank you very much. Happy holidays to you, my friend. And would you like to do a bumper for us now? Yeah, absolutely. You got one prepared there? Let me see. You gave me one. Let me look it up here. You said... I uh, uh, shouldn't have said that. Hello, I'm Robert Duncan McNeil. Yeah, here we go. Okay, ready? good. Go, go for it. Hello, this is Robert Duncan McNeil of NBC's Chuck and Star Trek Voyager and, of course, Masters of the Universe. Yeah. And I am in the zone with Tim McCoy. Or something to that nature. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to add that? <laughs> there, yeah, I'll just add that. There you go. <laughs> okay. Robert Duncan McNeil, kids. Thank you for your time, Robert. Okay, you're very welcome, Tim. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. This concludes our episode of Captain Proton. This has been a PPL Micro Studios production. Thank you for watching, listening, and tuning in. Until next time, Captain You know, I love my freaking job, man. <laughs> yes, you do. I love my freaking job. This is my job. This is what I do. I've created it. I put it out there. I, I make my money doing what I'm doing. I don't work for the man. I work for myself, the man. <laughs> and it's a wonder. Um, every day when I wake up, is I, I wonder what more good could possibly happen. <laughs> well, there's a lot that you people have not heard yet. <laughs> and boy, do we have the celebrities coming out of the woodwork. I really enjoy this. Joan, what'd you think? I loved it. It was a wonderful interview. Remember when we were doing it, you know, we were talking, it, it just seemed to flow from one point to another. Yes. There, there weren't any pauses, awkward no. pauses. It was like we've known each other for the longest time. When mm -hmm. we talk to people here, uh, celebrities, you can call them, you know, I treat them just like I treat my next door neighbor. You know, everyone's very equal. well. I want you to know that's yeah, very well. The, yeah. <laughs> you know, everyone's equal here in the zone. You could say and do whatever you want. And if you'd like to make a comment, please send us some email, thezone at ppltv.net. That's thezone, T-H-E-Z-O-N-E, at ppltv.net. And now we got to get back into music, Joan. Yes. Because I hear... Oh, it's Red Peters. <gasps> Shit. Hey, everybody, Santa's here. Oh, there ain't no Santa Claus. Yes, there, there is. There is, too, man. He's here. He's here. Oh, 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 oh. Merry Christmas, boys! Oh, shit. Red Peter. Come on, you swine!
swinging hamsters, get over here. We're going to sing us a happy Christmas song. Oh, no. Not another corny, stupid song. Get over here and sing or I'll ring your little neck. Hey, 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 hey. So grab your nuts, hamsters, gather round with me. Forget about all that teasing. We're breaking out the holly and aluminum tree, cause it's that jolly season. I know you've been naughty, but have you been nice? That's only Santa's business. He's making his list and he's checking it twice. Holy shit, it's Christmas. It's a holiday. Go on and give Santa a big kiss. No way. You can play hide the hamster on a one horse sleigh. Hey, wait a minute. Holy shit, it's Christmas. Hey, what happened to my lyric sheet? Anyone seen my lyrics? Heck, we don't need no lyric sheets, Rick. We know our parts by heart. Right, fellas? Yeah, sure. I know my part. Well, that's great, guys. I love Christmas songs. Santa tried reaching up the neighbor's blouse after drinking all the eggs. Is that necessary? Camped out in the bathroom for an hour or two, squashing off a yule log. Chimney, he'll disappear. Keep on the lookout for Mr. Gear. Hamster, the little in the rear. <laughs> Roast nuts, chesting on an open fire. Santa's tongue stuck to the doorknob. What? His balls got funneled by a caroling choir while the parson gave him a hand. What? The sleigh came down and took him away. The whole damn crowd was dismissed. Cause it's time to be jolly and it's time to be gay. Holy shit, it's Christmas. Holy shit, it's Christmas. Holy shit, it's Christmas. Holy shit. Holy shit. It's Christmas. You know, they say Christmas is a time for giving. At least that's what the good book says. And in our house every Christmas Eve, my son and daughter and their families drive down from the big city for an old-fashioned family holiday. Heck, Ma dresses up the house like a Christmas card. You can hear her in the kitchen singing while she's baking cookies for the children. And she spends hours wrapping the presents she's been buying since last August. She hangs all the stockings all over the fireplace. In the morning of, I... Cut me down the prettiest darn Christmas tree ever saw in your life. And this year we really outdid ourselves, you know. Ma and I getting on in our years, so we decided to give the kids tax-free cash gifts of $10,000 apiece. Well, I reckon it was around noon when I heard the dogs barking. Comrades! There was Jim the mailman and his old Santa cap coming up the walk, teasing the dogs as usual and holding the package. Well, he handed over and he says, Pappy, looks like you got an overnight package from your daughter. Well, Ma tore it open, and to both our horrors, we unwrapped a fruitcake with a note that read, Aloha, Mom and Dad. At the last 
last minute, we got a cheap fare on the internet and went to Hawaii. Hold on to our gifts till after the first of the year. Love, Princess. Well, my I was broken, and I felt a lump in my throat as I thought to myself. You ain't getting shit for Christmas. Fire time church, you can stick that fruit cake up your ass. You ain't getting shit. You ain't getting shit. No, you ain't getting dick. You ain't getting dick for me and Ma. Yeah, how do you like that? a drink in 20 years and I've, I've been off the sauce myself for a while now and heck if there was ever an excuse to start drinking again who in nation could that be junior and his family uh it was some delivery fella standing there holding what looked like a fruitcake tin with a card attached pop the company's condo is free this week and you know how much pumpkin and i love hilton head please forward our gifts to this address hey ma save some of that for me well, Ma took a conniption, and things turned real ugly. She started breaking things and hurled the turkey in those two fruitcakes right through the front window. And the whole time she was yelling, "I tell you, you ain't for Christmas." Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Ted Davidian, and I'm an actor, and right now, I'm in the zone with Tim McCoy. Butch the gay Santa Claus, filled with Christmas cheer. Butch the gay Santa Claus, his beard tickles your ear. All the children at the mall wait for their surprise. On his thighs, oh he squeezes down your chimney, greased up with frankincense, with bulging this for little boys need dangling ornaments. Oh, which the gay sun blows filled with Christmas cheer.
How the Grinch Stole Hanukkah. All the Jews down in Jewville loved Hanukkah a lot. The Grinch, a Gentile, however, did not. He sat on his perch and looked down at the Jews. Hanukkah's coming and I'm not amused. I don't like their customs, their dreidels of clay. I must stop Hanukkah before the first day, or they'll like their menorah, then they'll dance their horror. They'll eat latkes and roast beast, and they'll give out their toys. They'll sing and they'll dance, and the oys, oys, oys. So he waited till nightfall and snuck through their doors, took down decorations from ceiling to floor. He stole all their toys and he loaded his truck. He stole the menorah, the miserable schmuck. Then the Grinch said, I'll show them how mean I am. He switched the roast beast with a honey-baked ham. With his duties completed, the Grinch turned to go, and he heard a small voice from the bedroom cry, No! The Grinch then met someone who changed this whole story, the Finkelstein boy, the first name of Maury. Hey, Meshuggah, enough is enough! Hanukkah won't go away cause you've stolen our stuff. It's not about presents, not candy and nuts. It's a time for reflection, you big stupid putts. So the Grinch took a seat and listened to Maury. As he told him of Hanukkah, he told the whole story. The Grinch, he was riveted by the tale so great. About one day of oil, that had burned for eight. The Grinch said, I like you, precocious young squirt. I like you so much, I think I'll convert. The Grinch knew exactly just what he should do. He contacted a rabbi and soon was a Jew. And when the Jews down in Jewville sat down for their feast, the Grinch in a yarmulke carved the roast beast. Hello, this is Robert Duncan McNeil of NBC's Chuck and Star Trek Voyager and, of course, Masters of the Universe. And I am in the zone with Tim McCoy. Or something to that nature. (laughs) (laughs) You want me to add that? (laughs) Yeah, I'll just add that. There you go. I'll have a blue Christmas without you. Oh, it, it, it feels so ever be, ever be blue. It'll be just thinking be, 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 about you. It'll be decorations of red, red, 
on a green Christmas tree. It we it won't be the same dear if you're not here with me 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 and when those blue it's it's snowflakes it start falling it'll be that so when those blue in me memories it start calling you'll be doing My true love gave to me a Japanese transistor radio. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me green polka dot pajamas and a Japanese transistor radio. It's a Nakashuma. On the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a calendar book with the name of my insurance man. Green polka dot pajamas and a Japanese transistor radio. It's the Mark IV model. That's the one that's discontinued. On the fourth day of a simulated alligator wallet. A calendar book with the name of my insurance man. Green pajamas. And a Japanese transistor radio. And it comes in a leatherette case with holes in it, so you could listen right through the case. <laughs> On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. A statue of a lady with a clock where her stomach ought to be. <laughs> a simulated alligator wallet. A calendar book with the name of my insurance man. Green pajamas. And a Japanese transistor radio. It has a wire with a thing on one end that you could stick in your ear and a thing on the other end that you can't stick anywhere because it's bent. On the sixth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a hammered aluminum nutcracker and all that other stuff. And a Japanese transistor radio. On the seventh day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a pink satin pillow that says San Diego with fringe all around it and all that other stuff. And a Japanese transistor radio. On the eighth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me an indoor plastic birdbath. All that other stuff. And a Japanese transistor radio. On the ninth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a pair of teak wood shower clocks. And a Japanese transistor radio. On the tenth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. A chromium combination manicure scissors and cigarette lighter. And a Japanese transistor radio. On the 11th day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. An automatic vegetable slicer that works when you see it on television, but not when you get it home. <laughs> and a Japanese transistor radio. On the 12th day of Christmas, although it may seem strange. Ooh. 
On the twelfth day of Christmas, I'm going to exchange. An automatic vegetable slicer that works when you see it on television, but not when you get it home. Romeo combination manager, scissors, and cigarette lighter. A pair of teak wood shower clogs. Indoor plastic bird bag. A pink satin pillow that says San Diego with fringe all around it. Hammered aluminum nutcracker. Statue of a lady with a clock where her stomach ought to be. Simulated alligator wallet. Calendar book with the name of my insurance man. Green polka dot pajamas. And a Japanese transistor. I am Victor High uh, of the television program Chuck and the film American Reunion, and you are indeed in the zone with Tim McCoy. Oh, yo. a brand new little Christmas EP out by our friend Clara Sheep. Clara, how you doing? I'm all right. <laughs> well, are you really happy that Christmas is coming around? Yeah. Um, when Santa comes, you know I'm going to be getting? No, what? A peace of mind. <laughs> Yay! Because Santa brings everybody happy and everything sounds good. Well, thanks. Clara Sheep, your, your EP, you have, what, five songs on it? Yeah. And where can we get it? At a store near you? No. <laughs> no. You can get it on our website, ppltv.net, and click on Tim's CDs. And when you do, 
you'll see one Clara Sheep, and it's it's not expensive at all. I think it's like five bucks, and you could just you can buy it and play it for your kids. And it's what what really really is it, Clara? It's Christmas from a three year old's point of view. <laughs> and what would that be? Looking up. Okay. <laughs> Clara, I, we got to take a break, and when we come back, more Christmas stuff, kids. Yeah. I am Victor High uh, of the television program Chuck and the film American Reunion, and you are indeed in the zone with Tim McCoy. Oh, yo. He is America's most beloved singer-songwriter, and he has a new CD just in time for the holidays. He is Barry Manilow. Deck the halls with... With boughs of holly, fa la 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 la, fa la 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 la. Barry Manilow's Copacabana Christmas. All your holiday favorites given very special touch. Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer, had a very shiny nose. You would even say it glows. This season, invite Barry Manilow into your home with Barry Manilow's Copacabana Christmas. You better not shout. You better not cry, you better not pout, and I'm gonna tell you why. Barry Manilow's Copacabana Christmas. Order now, because... Santa Claus is, is coming to town. He's making up a list, and he's gonna check it twice. He knows who's naughty, he knows who's been nice. And he's coming to your town, so make sure the kids are down. Shopping Club. And welcome back to the Radio Shopping Club. I'm your host, David New Year's. Can you believe it's almost been 365 days? Well, of course you can. A lot of us, every New Year's, make those resolutions. Problem is, we never keep them. You want to lose weight, you want to quit smoking, you want to be beautiful to your spouse, faithful, whatever the resolution is, you always seem to give up on them. Now, we have a solution. The RSC Resolution Reminder. The RSC Resolution Reminder employs electro-canine training technology. It's, it's a patent pending here, which will emit a sharp charge... If you try to break your promise, let me demonstrate. I will put on the neck collar. There we go. Uh, turn it on. Uh, and now if I bring something close to my mouth like a uh, cigarette. Ooh. Oh, 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 Or, uh, okay, how about a piece of chocolate? Ooh, that stings. Uh, even if I try to kiss one of our lovely RSC operators. Mm-hmm. Oh, um. A charge so painful, I'll think twice about breaking my resolution in the future. That's the RSC Resolution Reminder comes in a myriad of colors. Uh, So call now. Your satisfaction is a promise we will always break. RSC, the radio shopping club. Everyone loves caller ID, but wouldn't it be great if you knew more than just who's calling? Well, now you can. With the all-new Caller ID, you not only know who's calling, you'll know immediately if they're telling the truth. 
Hello. Hey, uh, Mr. Smith. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is Jerry down at the shop. Oh, hi. Hey, yeah, yeah your, your car, it needs a new transmission. It, what? It, what? It, it'll be about 4500 bucks. Yeah. Uh, hold on there, Jerry. I've got caller ID. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, what I meant to say yeah? is your transmission's fine. Uh, you uh, just need a new knob on your gear shift lever. They right. run about 12 bucks. That's better. <laughs> caller ID from Bell Gigantic uses special sensors to detect liars, no matter where or when they call. Hello? Hi, Gloria. Uh, I'm going to be late for dinner. I had a flat. Carl, we've got caller lie D, remember? Uh, okay, um, I'll be working late at the office? Oh, all right, I'm sleeping with your best friend. You happy? No, but I will be when I call the lawyer. <laughs> you better turn off the caller lie D when you do that. <laughs> caller lie D from Bell Gigantic, helping to make life a whole lot better. Okay, a little better. This station presents Real American Heroes. Real American Heroes. Today, we salute you, Mr. New Year's Resolution Breaker. Mr. New Year's Resolution Breaker. On December 31st at 11.59 p.m., you resolved to give up fatty foods. But by 12.11 a.m. on January 1st, you're elbow deep in a bowl of cheese curls. Way to go, that lasted 12 whole you also swore to give up drinking. But then again, you had a few beers in you when you made that resolution, so nobody can really hold you to that one. Who's ready for another cold one? And you bum cigarettes even though you quit. I guess you just gave up buying them. Yeah. So this January, while you're on the Stairmaster, perspiring like a pig, while craving a beer, a butt, and a bag of pork rinds, raise your underarm sweat stain in salute to Mr. New Year's Resolution Breaker, a real American hero. Mr. New Year's Resolution Breaker. At Christmas time, there's nothing quite like gathering around the fireplace. But what if you don't have one? Well, you better not cry and you better not pout because we've got your flaming hot log action all day on Monday. 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 It's nonstop high-octane hardwood fuel you log thunder. On Channel 11. Channel 11 brings you the 2006 Yule Log Winter National Hot, cold-crushing, cinder-smashing log excitement all day long on Christmas Day. Christmas Day. It's a Christmas conflagration. A Nitro Noel. An Extreme Xmas. And it's all day long on Monday. Monday. Grab Grandma, collect the kids, and take up the entire couch. But you only need the air. The 2006 Yule Log Winter Nationals. All day long on Channel 11. Turn it on. And imagine the heat. Be there. Be there. You have now entered the zone. And now. Back to Tim McCoy in the soul. Ah, uh, yes, kids. We have somebody in here in the studio. And uh, you are, sir. I'm Elmer Phillips. Had you dumbass. Jesus. I do commercials on this freaking network. What would you like to say, Elmer? <clears throat> well, it's Christmas time once again. And we people here at Turkey King Corps, or Turkey Corps, 
really uh, uh, want to uh, let the ladies and gentlemen know how much we appreciate their business on this uh, Black Internet Day, uh, where everything we have on the internet is damn near free. Uh, not necessarily free, but damn near, okay? Uh, which means if you would like to buy Clara's album uh, on pplTV.net, you can. Um, if you want to try to keep the um, assistant uh, producer in his place because they did not let Joan read the last bunch of songs, well, then you can do that, too. You can also probably get him out of jail, as far as I'm concerned. <clears throat> but nonetheless, you will scream for excitement, because when you deal with Elmer Phillips' head, it's something that you're not necessarily going to believe in, because why? Excellent. It's excellent. That's right. So remember these three words at Christmas time. Three simple words. I am gay. And you'll never have to worry about another turkey thing ever. And now... Um, oh, can I do this? Am I allowed to do this? Okay, okay. See page 12. You're fine. Okay, anyway, uh, here we go. Here's Bob Rivers, and he's playing in women's underwear. I'm, I'm not kidding. Here in the show with Tim and Joe. That's my line, you ass. They see me
mud in the snow and smacking fat men. You mean Santa? That boy's a bitch. He caught my mom Christmas Eve and tried to give her a kiss. For real, he's no joke. The guy don't play. He tried to ride way more than a one-horse sleigh. Laughing all the way, but he's not laughing today. We'll jingle more than his bells. Even the elves will pay. Come Christmas Eve, old Nick Sagana. We'll be snacking on deer, eating Blitzen and Donna. Not a question of when, not even a maybe. Have a drunk Miss Claus say they jingling, baby. Give a new meaning to ho, ho, ho. Shake that Girl bumping booty in the snow So watch out Santa, you jolly old troll We'll be stripping that sleigh and leave you the call Duncan McNeil of NBC's Chuck and Star Trek Voyager and, of course, Masters of the Universe. And I am in the zone with Tim McCoy. Or something to that nature. (laughs) (laughs) You want me to add that? (laughs) Yeah, I'll just add that. There you go. The first thing at Christmas that such a patriot would do Such a pain to me Facing my in 
Christmas card. Hangovers. Bringing up these lights. And finding a Christmas tree. The seventh thing at Christmas that's such a pain to me. The selfish enormity. Facing my inwards. Five months of bills. Standing Christmas card. Oh, jeez. I'm trying to rig up these lights. And finding a Christmas tree. Cause you really screwed up this year. this year Oh, the winter fields are white with snow And the lights are shining bright And the wee little head stuck up in bed Dream of sugar plums this night You may dream of big red apples And candy canes so near but you ain't getting diddly squat Cause you really screwed up this year When your mother asked you to wash the dishes Why you said no, no, no And you would not pick up your socks So it's Casera Dog face Ho, ho, ho 
Well, you know that Santa's watching you And he keeps a great big list Big list But when I tell him the things you do He really will be Angry So when you try to sit upon his knee He'll knock you on your ear Cause you ain't getting diddly squat Cause you really screwed up this year No, you ain't getting diddly You really screwed up this year. You really screwed up this year. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a knife with a very sharp blade. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two hand grenades and a knife with a very sharp blade. On the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me three M16s, two hand grenades, and a knife with a very sharp blade. On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me four Tommy guns, three M16s, two hand grenades, and a knife with a very sharp blade. On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me five sticks of dynamite. Four Tommy guns, three M16s, two hand grenades, and a knife with a very sharp blade. On the sixth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me six small top cocktails, five sticks of dynamite. Four Tommy guns, three M16s, two hand grenades, and a knife with a very sharp blade. <laughs> On the seventh day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Seven electric cattle prods, six small top cocktails, five sticks of dynamite. Four Tommy guns, three M16s, two hand grenades, and a knife with a very sharp blade. On the eighth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me eight bayonets, seven electric cattle prods, six small top cocktails, five sticks of dynamite. Four Tommy guns, three M16s, two hand grenades, and a knife with a very sharp blade. God bless you, John Casey. On the ninth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me nine cans of mace, eight bayonets, seven electric cattle prods, six Molotov cocktails, five sticks of dynamite. Four Tommy guns, three M16s, two hand grenades, and a knife with a very sharp blade. On the tenth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me ten nuclear submarines, nine cans of mace, eight bayonets, seven electric cattle prods, six small top cocktails, five sticks of dynamite, four Tommy guns, three M16s, two hand grenades, and a knife with a very sharp blade. On the eleventh day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Eleven tons of nerve gas, ten nuclear submarines, nine cans of mace, eight bayonets, seven electric cattle prods, six Molotov cocktails, five sticks of dynamite, four Tommy guns, three M16s, two hand grenades, and a knife with a very sharp blade. On the twelfth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me twelve nuclear holocausts. 
This is Yvonne Strahovski, and you're listening to... I'm a Christmas tree. I'm a Christmas tree. Everybody hangs their ornaments on me. I'm a Christmas tree. I'm a Christmas tree. People throw me out on New Year's Eve. Oh, Santa Claus. Oh, Santa Claus. He breaks lots of laws. He trespasses. He breaks and enters. He travels all around the world without a valid passport. He occupies. I'm a Hanukkah bush. Hanukkah bush. I got a. I'm a Hanukkah bush. I've got. I mean, I'm a lot like a Jewish Christmas tree. Woo! Wow, Doctor Demento, Wild Man Fisher. I'm a Christmas tree. Wow. <laughs> what else did we hear, Joan? Uh, we heard James and King doing a terrorist Christmas. And before that, the round squared. You ain't getting diddly squat for Christmas. <laughs> uh, before that, Bob Rivers with the 12 pains of Christmas. I think that was the very first Bob Rivers song I ever heard. You the, played it for me. Really? We li- we're living on Grand Avenue, and wow. you played it for me. Odd. Anyway, uh, enough of that. Uh, above uh, Bobby Rivers was Yo-Yo Chorus. What if Eminem did Jingle Bells <laughs> and started out with who? Bobby Rivers walking around in women's underwear. Yes, which is fun to do. Um, if you haven't tried it, don't knock it till you tried it. This is a mess- you message brought to you not by theneedtoknownews.com, theneedtoknownews.com. When you need to know the news, and you need to know the news now, you need to know the news.com furnishes you all the news you need to know whenever you need to know it, whether it's now or in the future. But it's the need to know news. That's right, theneedtoknownews.com for all your artificial news needs. Well, and real news too. It's a good show. TheNeedToKnowNews.com. Wow, man. Check it out. It is really funny. Lasts about a half hour or so. Really cool. TheNeedToKnowNews.com. And um, I think they're pretty damn incredible. Hey, uh, we're going to take a uh, break. And then when we come back, some more Christmas stuff, of course, and some weirdness. You never know who's going to show up. But, uh, you know, we, uh, you just heard uh, Dr. Demento, and, and he's Jewish. So, you know, we do this Hanukkah thing every year, too, the Soul Ram Christanaquan Tet. We do this thing every year. But uh, uh, a special shout-out to the Jews out there. I think they're the, the, the chosen ones, and they have a song about Christmas just for you. Have much flavor and no yeast. Matzo balls are heavy, so better eat them slow. And they're sort of binding, won't let my people go. Hey, 
commercial already with Jack John about things you don't know about. Is that a bagel? Is that fresh locks? What is that sitting there? The Zone. This is what we play. I got stoned and missed it. I got stoned and missed it. I got stoned. So you are a star. 
It's a pricing gun, just like the professional stock boys use to stick price tags on cans of tuna, and it turns any item you own into the perfect last-minute gift. Forgot to shop for Aunt Jane? Just grab a vase and apply the pricing gun. Now, when she opens it, she'll just assume you forgot to remove the tag. In fact, (laughs) I'm doing my last-minute shopping right now using the last-minute gift gun to stick price tags on neat gift ideas I found right here in the RSC Studios. Mom's going to love this box of paper clips. Best of all, you can change the price to make it look like you paid a fortune for some cheap piece of junk. Which means mom's really going to love this $500 box of paper clips. <laughs> Call now and show them how much you really care with the gift of, say, a gently used $1,200 shoehorn. Call now. Odyssey, the radio shopping club. You have now entered the zone. Tim McCoy in the soul. You know, with all of this uh, Wall Street brouhaha and uh, the rich and the poor this season for Christmas. If you're going to occupy something, please make sure it's someone who needs your help. That's right. Occupy their hearts. That's what I want you to do this Christmas season. If you're going to occupy a city or a town or whatever, you people who have something, go out there and take care of them. They're trying to make a difference, man. If you can't, if you don't want to be out there, if you feel like you're misplaced and you don't want to go out because you have a little bit of money and you don't want to feel like shit, well, why don't you just go out and help one of those and see how much better you feel? One of those people out there who occupy, help those. Help those who need help. Man, okay, this isn't much. We're not asking much of the rich. Just help. That's it. That don't cost nothing but your time, man. Really. There you go. Um, under no circumstances were anyone harmed in the making of that um, obvious plea for much-needed help. <coughs> um, Elmore Phillips uh, here again, kid. Um, we all know that uh, Mr. McCoy sitting here um, does a fantastic job at uh, interviewing people and uh, having making his business grow, you know, and getting people to love one another and talking to celebrities and, and all this stuff is wonderful. Yes, it is. It's a, it's a wonderful thing. There's some people out there who believe that genius is a sickness. Some people actually believe being a genius is a form of insanity. Well, no. If you're making money off of it, it's not insane. You know what? I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. I really do, man. Oh, yeah. Got a PV in the zone. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Only a hippopotamus will do.
Chickens, mix the punch, drag out the dickens. Even though the prospect sickens, brother, here we go again. <laughs> On Christmas Day, you can't get sore. Your fellow man you must adore. There's time to rob him all the more. The other 306 a afford. Relations sparing no expense will send some useless old utensil or a matching pen and pencil. Just the thing I need. How nice. It doesn't matter how sincere it is, nor how heartfelt the spirit. Sentiment will not endear it. What's important is the price. Bark the Herald Tribune sings, advertising wondrous things. God rest ye merry merchants, may ye make the Yuletide pay. Angels we have heard on high Tell us to go out and buy Let the raucous sleigh bells jingle Hail our dear old friend Kris Kringle Driving his reindeer across the sky Don't stand underneath when they fly by
Christmas dreams and drunken alibis to you I can't believe I dance naked with the turkey I got stuffing everywhere I didn't mean to throw up in the children's hair And I'm sorry I shot your dog But at the time my mind was in a fall I went from port to punch Then I had a cup of rosy wine Guess I had to drop too much Cause when I woke up I was busy and blind Wish I hadn't burned your house to the ground But the Christmas season always gets me down So darling if you're free in the new year Maybe we can go out for a beer Christmas dream And drunken alibis to you Oh, baby <laughs> Yes <laughs> This week on Ghostly Experience My steak had lips and teeth This week on Ghostly Experience I felt a cold wind And I realized it left the window open. <laughs> hey, this is Jonathan Potts with Up Simba. I listen to The Zone with Tim McCoy. Yeah, because I'm right here. <laughs> okay, good day. This is our Christmas part of the album, and you can play this at your Christmas parties uh, or to yourself on Christmas Eve if there's nothing else to do. Good day, eh? Yeah. In case you thought, like, I wasn't on this part. Oh, I guarantee you, you'd be on. Okay, so good day. This is the Christmas part, and we're going to tell you what to get uh, your true love for Christmas. Look out the window. Where? What are you doing? Snow. What? Oh, it's a great white north, and it's snowing because it's Christmas time. Hey, Hoser. What? Uh, here's a quiz. Quiz for Doug. Okay, I have my thinking toque on. Yeah, right. What are the 12 days of Christmas? Just um, figure it out, right? Christmas is when? Uh, the 25th. Right. And what's the 24th? Christmas Eve, right? So that's, that's two. two. And then what's after that? Uh, uh, wrestling day. day. No. Get boxing out. day. Yeah, yeah. That's three. I know. Then what's after that? Nothing. New Year's. Four. And what's... New Year's Eve? Five. Okay. Where do you get 12? Uh, there's two Saturdays and Sundays in there. That's four. That's nine. And three other days, which I believe are the mystery days. Okay, now, this is our Christmas song. In case you don't know what to get somebody for Christmas. There's lots of ideas in here, so listen and don't get stuck. Okay. By the way, that's me on the organ. Oh, you start. Okay. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a beer. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Two turtlenecks and a beer. Okay. On the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me three French toasts, two turtlenecks, and a beer. Okay. That should be more there, right? Where? Uh, oh. Fourth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me 
four pounds of back bacon, three French toast, two turtlenecks, and a beer in a tree. Oh, you need yeah. more. A fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me five golden toques, four pounds of back bacon, three French toast, two turtlenecks, and a beer in a tree. Okay, on the sixth, two golden Christmas, my true love gave to me six packs of two for five golden toques. This should just be the two days of Christmas. It's too hard for us. Um, go, Holzer. Oh, eight, eight days, days of Drew Love gave to me. Eight comic books. Seven eight packs of smoke. Six packs of two for five. And a beer. Yeah, that beer is empty. Okay, day uh, 12. Good day, and welcome to day 12. Yeah. Golden twos, four pounds of bag made in three French toast, two turtleneck, and a beer in a tree. So, like, that's our song. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, and good day. Good day. Lactate shooters, loads of curvy cleavage on display. Woo! 
Dusty, busty watermelons Each as big as Mount St. Helens That is what she wants this holiday Santa, give me this one gift It's not my spirits that are sagging It's my boobs that need a lift Oh, Santa, you know this Christmas season Give me a pair of juicy jugs And you can be the first to squeeze them I want a boob job for Christmas Spongy silicone balloons Who needs a boat? I can stay afloat With my bulging chest pontoons Bursting beefy bouncing bozos Wild and wiggly whopping wallows Nestled in a cup that's double D <laughs> Massive milky meaty memories Big enough to feed two families Santa won't you Listen to her, please. I want a boob job for Christmas. And when you've done that, Santa dear, if it's okay, send my way a nose job come next year. I am Victor High. Uh, of the television program Chuck and the film American Reunion, and you are indeed in the zone with Tim McCoy. Oh, yo. I work at Burger King making famous whoppers. I wear a paper hat. Would you like an apple pie with that? Would you like an apple pie with that? Ding flies are done. Ding flies are done. Ding flies are done. Ding flies are done. I got a one. I got a one. I got a one. I got a one. Don't touch the fries and hot fat. It really hurts bad and so does King Rap. Would you like an apple pie with that? Would you like an apple pie with that? Where is the bell? Wait for the bell, can't hear the bell, ding flies are done. I work at Burger King, making famous whoppers, I wear a paper hat. Would you like an apple pie with that? Would you like an apple pie with that? Where is the bell, wait for the bell, can't hear the bell, ding flies are done. Ding flies are done, ding flies are done, ding flies are done, ding flies are done. Ding flies are done. that grease is hot. What a crock of shit We all work for Santa Claus We've had enough, we quit Cause we do all the fucking work While he stars in the show Stick your Christmas up your ass, Ho, ho, fucking ho I'm Rudolph and I quit Just who's he think he is That little fat cunt sat back in the sleigh Cracking that fucking whip And me stuck up the front Of these other useless cunts Stick your Christmas up your ass, ho ho fucking ho 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 fucking ho, what a crock of shit We all work for Santa Claus, we're bad enough, we quit Cause we do all the fucking work while he stars in the show Stick your Christmas up your ass, ho ho fucking ho And what about ourselves, we've had enough as well Working in that freezing factory, cold as fucking hell. Working till we drop with our bollocks freezing off. Stick your Christmas up your ass, ho ho fucking ho. Ho ho fucking ho, what a crock of shit. 
We all work for Santa Claus, we're bad enough, we quit. Cause we do all the fucking work while he stars in the show. Stick your Christmas up your ass, ho, ho, fucking ho. I'm Santa Claus's wife, I know what he's really like. Sneaking into them little kids' rooms, he's a fucking pedophile. A devious old drunk, and I'm married to the cunt. So stick your Christmas up your ass, ho, ho, fucking ho. Ho, ho, fucking ho, what a crock of shit. We all work for Santa Claus, we're bad enough, we quit. Cause we do all the fucking work while he stars in the show. Stick your Christmas up your ass, ho, ho, fucking ho. Stick your Christmas up your ass, ho, ho, fucking ho. Stick your Christmas up your ass, ho, ho, fucking ho. Dear friends, there you go. Hey, we got some new menomena. Courtesy of the Muppets' new album, Green, from the Muppet movie. Check that shizit out. That was Kevin Bloody Wilson. Ho, ho, fucking ho. What did we hear before that, Joan? Oh, I should pick up my paper. Uh, Robert Lund with Ding Fryser Dunn. And then before that, Bob and Tom with I Want a Boob Job for Christmas. Uh-huh. And uh, before that, Bob and Doug McKenzie with the 12 Days of Christmas again. Again. How many did we have this year? I can't remember. I think we played f- four, four or five. Somewhere in there. Go ahead. I'll, I'll count them up. I'll count them up. Yep. And then before that, Corky and the Juice Pigs with Christmas Dreams. And Tom Lehrer with A Christmas Carol. And we opened with Gala Peavy, I Want a Hippopotamus for, for Christmas. Christmas. Yes. This is our Christmas phenomenon music. I just put bells behind the phenomenons. Here, see? Here's the song. Menomenon. Here's the bells. Here's together. Christmas version of Menomena coming. Yeah. Anyway, hey, uh, this is Zone episode 609. I should be shitting around. It's Christmas time. This is the extra long version of our show, extra long virgin of our show, because it's Christmas time, we got to get that in there, that's what Joseph said, um, <laughs> oh, Jesus beat me oh, to it, man. oh man, <laughs> Jesus, what did you go into now, oh man, anyway, hope you're enjoying Christmas, I am, hey, one thing I really wanted to talk about was about, um, you know the uh, the the elves have had it in the North Pole. Oh yeah! And now the yeah. elves is occupying North Pole That's now. That's right. Yes, They're I doing just the, got yeah. that in a Facebook. Yeah. So occupy North Pole. So a lot of you useless public access people out there, <laughs> oh, get on the ball and go and <laughs> occupy the North Pole for the love of God. Yes, Thank you. and and the elves. You need to occupy more places. Yes, exactly. So about the North Pole. Uh, Down from the North Pole, he was carrying some gifts to give. He had a list of who'd been good and where each one of them lived. When he came across this reindeer getting teased and being called names, and the other fellow reindeer wouldn't let him play their games. Santa said, I guess you've noticed it's a very foggy night, and I could really use your glowing nose to make my pathway bright. The other reindeer mocked him and said he'll never do. Let him put his glowing nose to bed and we'll pull the sleigh for you. Then 
and the one said, my name's Rudolph, and we've got a big night ahead. But Donner and Blizzard can kiss my tail. I'm the deer to pull this sled. Rudolph, limber up your legs and keep moving your hooves. Cause Santa's packing lots of toys and stopping roof to roof. And if you keep the sleigh on course, we'll deliver these presents soon. But if you don't, this Christmas will be ruined. And he said, let's get her done. It's dark and foggy, but with your nose, this delivery will be fun. On Vesher, on Vesher, on Vesher, on Vixen. Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen. Singing to the world as he flew out of sight. Merry Christmas and all and all a good night. I am Vixen High uh, of the television program Chuck and the film American Reunion. And you are indeed in the zone with Tim McCoy. Oh, yo. Every so often an artist comes along that captures in song the true spirit of Christmas. Now that hallowed tradition lives on. Because here he comes, the hottest working man in snow business, the godfather of Noel, Mr. James Brown. Santa Nata, Holy Nata. All is calm, yo, all is bright. <laughs> See the virgin, honey, child. It's Christmas time, y'all. Let's go wild. Yes, Let's go. a James Brown yeah. Christmas song. Come on. But to record set that puts the soul in your white Christmas. Christmas time. And you better watch out. <laughs> better not cry now. <laughs> Telling you why, yeah. Santa's got a brand new bag. Why be good for Christmas when you can be bad? Start rocking your stocking with a James Brown Christmas. Wow, happy hearing. Angel sing. Glory to that newborn king. <laughs> Christmas in a and I'm a MILF. I work at the North Pole. Younger guys imagine me swinging from a pole. Well, I hang out with reindeer. I've been called a cougar. I help Santa stuff his sack. I'm stuffed into this bra. I make toys that are a big hit. My son's friends say they would hit that. Christmas comes but once a year. <laughs> No comment. Celebrate Christmas without celebrating Christmas with a holiday CD that's sure to offend no one. It's a very merry secular occasion. Joy to the world for no particular reason. We can't mention why we celebrate the season. A very merry secular occasion contains all the songs your kids used to be allowed to sing at their school concert with new lyrics. There's no nativity scenes inside. Best of all, a very merry secular occasion makes no reference to you-know-who. Away in a manger, there's someone we can't name. And for that, we have only the ACLU to blame. 
Tis the season to play it safe with a very merry secular occasion. Brian Samuels is a real Geico customer, not a paid celebrity. So to help tell her story, we hired actual Christmas celebrities. The cast of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I was driving to the store to buy the new PlayStation 3 for my kid. Oh, everyone wants a PlayStation. Nobody wants a Charlie in the box. (sighs) Anyhow... That's when I got into the accident, and I was so scared my teeth were chattering. I want to be a dentist. A dentist? When I called Geico, they told me I wasn't even insured with them. Nothing. But then the Geico representative found my policy number and settled with me right away. And he was kind of cute, too. She thinks I'm cute! She thinks I'm cute! Geico. Real service. Real savings. Real insane. You have now entered the zone. And now, back to Tim McCoy. In the zone. You know, Christmas is a wonderful time of year that we take time out and think about where we came from, think about each other instead of our own personal needs, think about those people out on the Occupy doing their thing, thinking about people who don't have jobs or money this year, thinking about the rich people that keep on stabbing the poor people. You know, after you get rid of all of the, the poor people... What's there left to do? I mean, really, what is there left to do? It's time for the Zone with Tim McCoy. Top three, three, three. Number three. Mama, mama, cita, donde esta Santa Claus? The vato with a bony knees is coming down the street with no shoes on his feet and he's going to... No, no, that ain't it. Mama, mamacita, donde esta Santa Claus? The guy with the hair on his jaws is... Hey, man, come over here, man. I need some help, man. Yeah, man, I can dig that. Like, uh, what are you doing, man? I'm trying to write a song about Santa Claus, man, but it's not coming about out. About who, man? man? About Santa Claus, man. You know Santa Claus, oh, man? Oh, yeah, man. I played yeah, with those dudes, help. man. What? Yeah, last year at the Fillmore, man. Me and you the bass player sat in, man. Oh, oh hey, session. man, you think Santa Claus is a groove, huh? No, it's not a groove, man. Would they break up, man? Oh, no, man, it's one guy, man. You know, he had he had a red suit on, man, with black pant leather shoes. You know, the guy. Hey, man. Oh, yeah. He's with Motown, ain't he? No, man. Yeah, I play not... with that dude, oh, too. Man. No, yeah, he's man. a good singer, man. No, no. Hold on, man. He's not with Motown, man. Well, then he's with Buddha, man. No. Oh, man. You don't know who Santa Claus is, man. Yeah, well, I'm not from here, man. Like, I'm from Pittsburgh, man. I don't know too many local dudes. Oh, I see. Well, hey, man. Sit back and relax, and I'll tell you the story about Santa Claus, man. Listen. Once upon a time, about five years ago, there was this groovy dude, and his name was Santa Claus, you know? 
and he used to live over in the projects with his old lady. And they had a pretty good thing together because his old lady was really fine and, and she could cook and all that stuff like that. You know, like she made the best brownies in town, man. Oh, I could remember them now, man. I could eat one of them, man. Wow. Oh, wow. Did you know these people, man? Oh, yeah, man. They used to live next door to me, you know, until they got kicked out, man. What, they got kicked out of the projects, man? Yeah, you know what happened, man? They used to live with all these midgets, you know? And the midgets used to make a lot of noise, you know, like pounding and hammering and pounding all night, man. Wow. Typical freaks. Oh, man. yeah, man. They were really freaks, man. As a matter of fact, they all moved up north together, you know? Oh, they have to go get their head together, man. <laughs> yeah, get their head together. And they started a, a commune, you know? It was called the uh, Santa Claus and His Old Lady Commune. It was a real famous one up there, man. And, and they used to sit around and groove all the time, you know? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Really good time, man. Hey, that sounds the, heavy. Yeah, eat the brownies, man. They drink that tea, man. And, and what they did most of the time, though, was make a lot of goodies, you know. Oh, yeah. And they had everything they needed. They only needed to come into town maybe once a year or something like that. Pick know? up the welfare check and the food stamp. <laughs> yeah. Man. No, no, what they did, man, is once a year, when they made all the goodies, you know, they used to put them in a big chopping bag, and then they used to take the chopping bag and deliver them to all the boys and girls all the way around the world. Hey, man. well, that's it, man. Yeah, nice. Oh, yeah, they were really nice people, man. And so much class, man. They had so much class, you know. Like, like even take the way they used to deliver the toys, you know. It's like Santa Claus used to have this really sharp short, man, you know. It was lowered to the ground at twice pipes, candy apple red, and button tuck. Ooh, clean. Man, that sounds like a hip snowmobile, <laughs> man. No, no, it wasn't a snowmobile. It was a sled, you know. One of those big sleds, you know. And he, and he used to have it pulled by some reindeers, you know, like reindeers. Some what, man? Some reindeers, you know. He used to hook them onto the sled, and then he used to stand up inside the sled and hold on to the reins, and then call out their names, like, On Donner, On Blissen, On Chewy, On Tavo, come on, Beto. And then the reindeers used to take off into the sky and fly across the sky, man. Far out, man. <laughs> yeah, and then when they fly across the sky, they used to come down to places like oh, Chicago, L.A., Nueva York, and Pacoima, and all those places, you know, and then land on top of people's roofs, and then old Santa Claus would make himself real small, you know, like a real small guy, and he'd come down the chimney, and then he would give you all the stuff that he made, man, and dig this, man, he did it all in one night, man. Hey, just a minute, man. Now, how'd he do that, man? Oh, well, man, he took the freeway. How else, man? No, man. <laughs> no, man. How did he do all that other stuff, man? Like, how did he make himself small, man? And how did he, like, how did he get the reindeer off the ground, man? Oh, well, man, he had some magic dust, man. Some magic dust? Yeah, magic dust. You know, he used to give a little bit to the reindeer, a little bit to Santa Claus, a little bit more for Santa Claus, a little bit more. And this would get the reindeer off, man? Oh, got him off, man. Are you kidding, man? They flew all the way around the world, man. <laughs> hey, that's far out, man. Hey, how come I've never met this dude, man? Oh, man, he doesn't do that bit anymore, man. It got too dangerous. Man. Yeah, I can dig that, man, because that's a dangerous bit, man. Yeah, let me tell you, it sure was, man. Like, just two years ago, man, he got stopped at the border, you know, and they took him into another room and took off his clothes, man, and searched him and searched his bag of goodies, man. And then when he was leaving, man, he was flying through the air, somebody took a shot at his reindeer, you know? Oh, that's a drag, Yeah, man. it really was, man. And then, man, he went down south, man, and they tried to cut off his hair and his beard, man. And all the time he was getting stopped and pulled over and asked for his ID, man. Just just everywhere he went, he ran into too much recession, man. <laughs> no, man, you mean he ran into... 
with repression, man. A repression, recession, man. It's all the same thing, man. Yeah, man. It's a drag, man, because we could sure use a dude like that right now. You know, oh, he still comes around, man. Oh, yeah? Yeah, but, but he comes in disguises now. Oh, he went underground. Yeah, underground, man. Yeah, I can dig it. Yeah. Hey, but you want to see his disguise, man? Nobody would ever know it was him, man. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's got a job in front of the department store, ringing this bell and playing this tambourine next to this black pot, you know? Oh, I seen the dude. Yeah, man. you know who I'm talking about, man. Yeah, man. man. Yeah. I played with that guy last really year, man. man. What? Yeah, we played in front of a store, man. We made a lot of money. Oh, hey, man. wait a minute, man. Santa Claus is not a musician, man. I'm hip, man. I can't didn't know any tunes, man. <laughs> oh, hey, wait a minute, man. No, he's not into that at all, man. No, I played with this dude. Are you sure, man? I'm positive. Number two. Hey, man. Just roll me another Christmas blunt. I was gonna trim the tree until I got high. <laughs> Ooh. I was gonna buy you a DVD, but then I got high. Uh. My presents ain't wrapped up, and I know why. Why, man? Hey, hey, cause I got high. Yeah. Because I got high. Hell because yeah. I got high. La, 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 la. I was gonna hang my lights before I got high. Come on, y'all. Help me out. I was supposed to book my grandma's flight, but then I got high. Uh, uh, la, She's la, sleeping la, la, at la. LAX, and I know why. Why, why, hey, why? Hey, Cause I got high, because I got high, because I got high. I was gonna send you a card, but I got high. Uh, <laughs> for the lighted reindeer in my yard, uh, but I got yeah. high. Lantern's frozen, it's still outside. Outside, hey, hey, cause I get high, because I get high, cause I get high. La, 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 la. I was gonna clean the chimney flue, but then I got high. Uh, no, you were I was gonna roll up a fatty too for the fat guy. Don't forget, oh, me. I drank oh. his milk and cookies, and I know why he flies. Hey, Because I got high, yeah, because I got high. Here we go. I was gonna go to midnight mass no, while I was high. Oh, no, no, no. I was gonna sit there and pass some gas oh. while I was high. <laughs> Now I'm burning hell, and I know why. why man? Hey, hey, cause I got high, because I got high, because I got high. I was gonna kiss my grandma's face. And then I got high. Hey, maybe y'all should get a room. I was gonna eat her fruitcake too. Oh. Then I got high. It tasted pretty nasty, but I don't mind. Hey, hey, because I was high. Yeah, because I was high. Because I was high. Man, I love my grandma, yo. Come on. I'm messing with Christmas songs because I'm high. Oh. I hope Afro Man don't take this wrong. Because he's high. I take it back, I take it back. I get a call, is a turning. Well, I know why. Why, man? Hey, hey. So he can get high. So he can get high. So he can get high. Is he really high? Yeah, he's high. La, 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 la. Scooby Doo Dog. Yeah, he really is high. Snoop, Snoop, Doggy Doo Wah. Tail wagging with it. Flippity Bird at you all. Bring it back to you. 
Doggy doo doo, say much, say much, say much. Oh. So all you kids, be real good and make your bed. That's fantastic advice for all the children. <laughs> man, we we screwed this up big time. Okay, <laughs> when Grandma yeah, hears man. this, who man, mm. I'm out of the will. Okay, <laughs> no more sweet potato pie. Bro. Number one. Here on Match Game 75, <laughs> Weird Al Yankovic, Christmas at Ground Zero. What was number two? Bob Rivers, Because I Got High. And what was number three? Cheech and Chong, Santa Claus and His Old Lady. Santa Claus and His Old Lady, man. Hey, Bengals. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, man. 
Hey, if you want to uh, like request a song for the the uh, Zone Top Three, there, why don't you send us some of that uh, that Gmail, you know, that uh, Geronimo mail, whatever. <laughs> uh, you can send it to the Zone. That's T H E Z O N E. Or for you Canadians, that's T H E Z O N E. At pbltv.com. Yeah. Don't I sound like a Canadian? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Away south. There you go. Hope you enjoyed the the show, Xmas 2011. And thanks for staying with us here at Match Game 75. <laughs> I know every year when we do this show, it's just you know, it's it's, it's Charles Nelson Riley. <laughs> He's here. He hangs out here. Him and um, Tabitha Sorison, you know, from MTV. You know, let's bring up a name that no one's heard in 25 years. <laughs> yeah, do that. Ooh. And MTV still isn't M at all. It's It should be NTV for Nightmare Television. <laughs> Breaks your heart, doesn't it, sweetie? It does break my freaking heart, man. I know. Wow. Anyway, The Zone. It's Christmas, episode 609. Uh, I'd like to thank Robert Duncan McNeil. I'd like yes. to thank everybody this Christmas who has... Or this year, uh, 2011, that has helped us, um, you know, survive. Yeah. The beginning of the year kind of M sucked, mm-hmm. and then it got real good, and now it's freaking tremendous. It is. Thank and you. And God is great, and God is good, and let us thank Him for our foot. Yes. There you go. <laughs> I always, I always felt that way when I was a kid. You know, and I'd hear someone say, "God is, God is great. God is good. Let us thank Him for Him, our food." You know, you should have gone somewhere else when you were making up that rhyme because food and good do not rhyme. And I'm sorry if we're offending somebody out there because we're talking a religious aspect. We shouldn't be talking about and expressing our own personal feelings because you might get weepy. Get rid of it. Come on, everyone lives on the same damn planet and no one leaves alive. I like the Arby's commercial. It's good mud food. It's good mud food. (laughs) There you go. Hope you enjoyed it. Next time in The Zone, we're going to be talking to actor who is in a brand new movie. Uh, by the time you hear this, will be out. Yes. And, it, and it will be, it's called The Artist with uh, James Cromwell and uh, John Goodman. And there's a lot of Oscar buzz on this man. Oh, yes. This um, is a it's a silent, show. Yeah, silent movie, a black and white. Uh, it's bringing back a genre that I really think is going to kick some ass. Um, and we'll be talking to Ken Davidian. He was also in Borat. He was the fat guy in Borat. Uh-huh. Now, he's going to be on the next zone. We're going to be starting out 2012, the year of the 12, man. It's one more than 11. <laughs> Thank you, Nigel. Yeah, there you go. So, um, every one of you, I hope you get what you want for Christmas. And if you don't have it, I hope it is given to you. There you go. We're going to be ending the show um, with... Something from the monkeys. I'm going to back this down a bit. Yeah. Let's just pull the menomina out and just do the jingle bells here. You know, be cool, kids. You know, it's a, it's going to be better around the corner. Got to have a little hope, a little faith. And if Santa doesn't get you anything, I'm sure God will. Okay? Here's something for you, little monkeys, to leave you right here and see you next year in the zone. Dios cuando el lobo de nuestra codera. Dios cuando el lobo de nuestra codera. Riu riu shiu la guadarivera. Dios cuando el lobo de nuestra codera.
Nuestra Dios cuando el lobo, el lobo de nuestra podera, el lobo rabioso la quiso morder, mas días poderoso la supo defender. Quiso le hacer que no pudiese pecar, ya no original estuviera en no tuviera. Riu, riu, shiu, la guada rivera. Dios cuando el lobo, el lobo de nuestra podera, Dios cuando el lobo, el lobo de nuestra podera. Esta que es nacido es el gran monarca, Cristo patriarca de carne vestido, ya nos redimido con cejas de chequito, aunque infinito, finito se hiciera. Riu, riu, shiu, la guada rivera. Dios cuando el lobo, el lobo de nuestra podera. Dios cuando el lobo, el lobo de nuestra podera. The music has stopped. Well, why don't we get out of this cheap joint? I will leave your planet now. For the present, my work here is finished. If I should return in the future, perhaps we will meet with a better understanding. You remain where you are till I have gone. Goodbye, Cosmic Man. <laughs>